This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Erica Steed, Executive Vice President and COO of Sinai Chicago. Dr. Steed, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It is absolutely a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we'll talk about several different things and some of the great uh, things that Sinai Chicago is doing in the city, but before that, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your career journey? Sure, sure. Uh, So just for starters, uh, I really come from a long line and tradition of nurses in my family, so stemming and going back four generations. Uh, So my great-great-great-grandmother was a self-taught nurse midwife in the the South, and um, from there, that really planted a seed um, in the women in my family. Uh, so the majority of the women um, are, are nurses by background, including myself. Uh, so I actually started out uh, my career um, in nursing as an emergency department and critical care nurse. Um, and I really blended that with uh, another part of my family tradition and background of uh, self-made entrepreneurs going back several generations as well. Um, So I consider myself a strong combination of both of of, of those fields in uh, clinical nursing, healthcare, uh, as well as having that entrepreneurial spirit on the business side of the world. Um, And I was extremely fortunate uh, very early on with my first nursing role um, out of the gates, where I pivoted early um, by being at the right place at the right time um, and really being thrust in, in the world of clinical informatics, um, not by choice, uh, but essentially being voluntold uh, into a newly created position um, that that, uh, as an informaticist before it was even a title. And from there, my my career uh, really grew and exploded. Um, And I learned every, every single aspect of of the both the healthcare clinical side as well as more business and change management and uh, continuous improvement. And for, from there, my, my career really really blew up from there. Um, I eventually transitioned into uh, Big Four Consulting, uh, where I had the, the great pleasure of traveling all over the world, um, really helping and advising uh, healthcare organizations. Uh, to really lead up large-scale strategy and and change initiatives. Um, And I was able to personally touch over 100 different healthcare organizations, large, small, everything in between. Um, And eventually, for the the last 15 years of my career, um, I've been extremely fortunate uh, of being in my hometown in Chicago, uh, really helping organizations lead uh, transformation journeys, um, really elevating the bar of quality and safety, um, experience of care, uh, driving large-scale strategic movement um, and, and process efficiencies, as well as driving profitable and healthy growth uh, for, for a healthcare organization. So um, I've, I've been in my role uh, in, in the, the last almost three years um, at at Sinai Chicago. Um, I was extremely drawn to the organization and to this role um, because of the relentless focus on really driving healthcare equity and eradicating healthcare disparities, which is um, an infectious focus and and passion of mine as a a, a minority healthcare leader. 
Um, so that just explains a little bit about my background. Absolutely. And it's fascinating that you've had so many different experiences starting off, you know, in the nursing world and then um, being able to grow, as you said, in informaticists and then learning just all sorts of aspects of the healthcare administrative and um, to highlight your entrepreneurial spirit as well. I think that really comes through in everything that you described. I'm wondering, you know, especially thinking about where you're at today and in Chicago, what are your top priorities and how do you anticipate they're going to change in the coming year? Sure, sure. Um, so it, at Sinai Chicago, um, we are one of Chicago's uh, largest private safety net uh, healthcare systems. And um, uh, our overall focus is on the most underserved, vulnerable communities. Um, so it's our personal mission uh, and passion to ensure that our community um, and everyone that we serve uh, no matter where they are, where they live, uh, and whatever their their uh, demographic makeup, they have access to high quality care and service. So that is on the forefront of everything that we do. Um, unfortunately, our the communities that we serve, uh, they, there's a disproportionate inequity um, and burden of illness, poverty, uh, hunger, trauma that, that ultimately plagues and overcasts the communities that we serve. Um, and there's a, a gross level of uh, disproportionate uh, disparities that ultimately show up. Um, so our focus is really how do we eradicate those healthcare disparities through embracing different types of partnerships, through uh, innovating new care delivery models, uh, through thinking outside the box beyond the four walls of our uh, healthcare delivery enterprise, and really uh, providing a needed health care service, coupling that with the social determinants of health and, and all the other barriers and factors that really uh, uh, drive those inequities. And how do we bring that into a, a, a holistic care delivery model that, that really makes sense for our community so we can start to reverse uh, some of these, these core challenges? Um, on top of that, uh, our aspiration is to become the provider of choice and to become a national urban health delivery model. Um, so that requires us to be, you know, uh, a, a top decile provider on, on clinical excellence, um, marked by high quality care, uh, high service, uh, you know, zero errors and zero harm. Um, and, and really a transformational approach to the way we, we, de we deliver on those, those objectives. Um, so I, I would say that's, that's on our forefront. Uh, that's what keeps us up at night as a, a healthcare delivery system. Um, so we're always just trying to be armed and, and dangerous with um, the, the, the recent trends in the, the overall market to, to keep us honest and, and, uh, and to keep us relevant. Uh, so we can really elevate the, the, the service that we're ultimately providing. Well, Dr. Steed, can you explain to us um, Ogden Commons and what that means in your community for the national audience? Perfect, and absolutely. Um, so Ogden Commons is, is truly um, is a mixed-use development. So it, it is a combination of uh, retail housing, uh, a, a, a variety of retail services, and healthcare all mixed in, in, in one vein. Um, so this has been a, a development of, of heart for us and the services that we're gonna be providing um, are, are certainly geared towards 
improving the patient experience, easing care navigation, um, improving health delivery outcomes, and, and uh, particularly offering a, a, a one-stop shop service uh, uh, for all of those who, who need care, regardless of their ability to pay. Um, so it's, it's truly a, a, a culmination of services from healthcare to retail uh, to low in, and mixed income housing all, all in one place. Got it. I think that makes a lot of sense. And really, obviously, as you mentioned, such a needed um, service to the community. I'm wondering, from your perspective, um, what types of things are you doing to bridge some of those gaps and, and really address in, um, the inequities in care and access to care within a, a community that historically just has um, generations of, of not being able to access the kind of care that they need? Uh, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, I, I can speak in volumes probably all day long about, um, number one, we're investing in the community with the community. Um, so I think that that's uh, just a, a, a powerful movement that we've uh, really in, 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 uh, in invested ourselves in um, over the, the, the past several years. And um, uh, one of the, the pride projects that I call it um, that's a, a core example of that is uh, through the development of this mixed use uh, healthcare village that we're that we're calling Ogden Commons, uh, which is a is going to be a community care and ambulatory surgery center um, that really addresses the various chronic conditions and uh, puts that puts that on a on a pedestal of being able to be delivered in a one-stop shop type of dynamic. So our, our community can, can uh, receive all the care delivery that they need all in one, one place without having to uh, have a, a fragmented disposition in the way they receive care. Um, so with that being said, we, we are uh, closing the gap in access. Uh, we are enhancing uh, the service delivery experience. We're uh, mitigating and eradicating the various barriers that that typically um, have have shown up, like transportation, like like housing uh, issues, like food insecurity. Um, so we're addressing that uh, in and of itself, along with uh, the the various healthcare challenges. So the the way I would sum it up uh, from a, a Sinai Chicago perspective, and and how we're really uh, counteracting that is we're, we're developing grassroots community health advisory councils uh, to really bring the, the community along with us on, on the journey. And we're really hearing and heeding their voice. Uh, we're listening to what they have to say. Um, and we're, we're folding that into our, our problem solving and our, our, our solutions that we're uh, rolling out across the organization. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, when you think about some of those community health councils, has there been anything that people brought up during those times that surprised you in any way? I would say not not surprising. Um, I, I would say more validation than anything else uh, through really having a, an intentional focus on adding the community's voice to the forefront and, and bringing that into, into the way we go about our work. Um, you know, at the at the end of the day, we we go about it with a purposeful focus of intentionality. We know that tr with transparency, that breeds just uh, an open dialogue and 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 uh, plentiful communication. 
Um, so with that being said, uh, we, we are embracing everything, good, bad, and, and, and the opportunities that we need to improve. Um, and it, it, it truly uh, just elevates the sense of urgency for us to work as a multidisciplinary group of individuals um, to really, uh, you know, sound the alarm and to, to uh, you know, raise the bar on long-term solutions to these long-standing barriers that, w that we're uh, being faced with. Um, so, so through this, it is birthed so many different, uh, uh, you know, productive outcomes for us. Uh, Ogden Commons was, was one prize child, um, you know, just out of that collaborative approach but we've been able to use this Community Health Advisory Council for so many other different things, um, in including breaking down some of these other barriers and silos that you typically see um, in a healthcare delivery enterprise, um, really raising awareness at a different level, even from a cultural competency perspective, and what in level of, of resource investment do we have to really put into the organization to really address that. Um, so I would, I would just say validation, not surprise. Got it. Got it. The, well, that's really great to hear. Um, are there any other, I guess, big opportunities that you're seeing right now to expand access to care? I know we've talked about a few of the different initiatives that you have. And so, you know, I was just wondering if there's anything else that you see on the horizon as a big opportunity. Yeah, I, I see a couple actually, and uh, I, I think we're a lived, uh, real classic example of uh, how we're addressing this. Uh, first and foremost, I think that uh, addressing access to care, we have to confront the barriers where they are and, and really make a purposeful movement to widen the front door of, of the health delivery enterprise. And oftentimes the, the access point for for healthcare comes through the front doors of the emergency department. And oftentimes uh, a lot of our patient base actually seek out the emergency department as primary care because there's limitations and gaps to really seeking out primary care. So uh, from a, a starting point, um, you know, more than 80% of, of our patients come through the front doors of the ED. Um, so our goal is to make that emergency department experience very seamless, very personalized, um, extremely culturally competent, um, and we're, we're, we're trying to navigate through patient flow in, in, di in different types of ways. So uh, just as an example, in the heart of the pandemic, uh, we, we implemented a new patient flow technology system um, just to, to raise a, a different level of transparency on the numbers of, of of patients that were entering our front doors, and how do we how do we work collectively as a team to help to smooth out patient flow, to navigate and and, and really widen the, the front doors in a in a different type of aspect. Um, so enhancing throughput, enhancing our overall uh, bed capacity, so there's no barriers and challenges that way. Um, another core example from an access to care perspective. Um, is really launching innovative approaches to providing transportation services. Uh, so this is another worthwhile investment that um, Sinai Chicago has has actually instituted, where we've in, we've in, invested in offering transportation to 100% of our patients, no matter where where they're coming from, no matter where they are. So we can 
we can seek them out from their destination and bring them back and forth um, into our system so we can eliminate that obstacle and barrier that's typically on the, on the top three list of, of barriers to access uh, to high quality care is limitations from a transportation point of view. So that small step um, has is is forecasted to um, ultimately, you know, improve our patient no-shows um, into our uh, health delivery enterprise by greater than sixty percent by just by in, investing um, in uh, unique aspects of transportation. Um, and a last example that I'll give you is um, launching innovative transfer centers. Uh, so uh, shortly. Over a year ago, Sinai Chicago launched a comprehensive transfer and navigation center, uh, which essentially serves as that air traffic control tower to help to facilitate the right level of care at the right place at the right time um, and to essentially uh, promote uh, wellness and to promote the health delivery outcomes that we need to achieve so we're not diverting patients and losing patients along the way. Um, so I, I would say those core strategies uh, we've, we've had on, on the forefront um, at Sinai Chicago and, and, and certainly have kept those front and center. Got it, got it. That's great to hear. It's so fascinating and inspiring to know that you have uh, those types of initiatives going on. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, could you share with us three trends that you're following most closely in healthcare today? I would say um, just going along the same lines of, of what I've been sharing, um, uh, health equity and a continued work to eradicate healthcare disparities is, is top of mind focus for, uh, for me as a, a minority healthcare leader and certainly for Sinai Chicago. We've been doing this great work for well over 100 years, and that is a, uh, an area we're going to continue to stay close to and, and follow uh, uh, very uh, far into the future. Um, another area um, that I would raise as a top trend is a, a continued focus on population health, value-based care, and particularly um, zeroing in on care transformation. So how do we enhance quality and safety to achieve zero harm, high reliability? How do we expand access to care by a multitude of of mechanisms uh, that, that I shared in, in some of my examples, and how do we truly put our patients at the center of everything that we do and have that patient-centric approach through cultural competency, through holistic, uh, world-class uh, type of service. Um, and the, la the last element from a trend perspective is, um, you know, the virtual reality. So the, the more we uh, innovate into the future, uh, healthcare is going to be delivered in a multitude of mechanisms. So really embracing virtual care, uh, remote medicine, or care where you are. Um, so even hospital at home concepts and, and uh, just innovative uh, mobile delivery mechanisms is, is the top trends that I would say are on top of mind. Dr. Steed, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Oh, absolutely. I uh, look forward to connecting with you as well. It's been a pleasure.